gentlemen out there in podcast land. You have set it out once again to Combat Sports with Rhino. Episode 167. Our guest a little bit later on going 10 rounds with Rhino. PFL, lightweight, Cassius Clay Collard. It is one of those ones that I just fucking love. I can't wait for you guys to check that one out. So, our intro and our schedule is as follows. Fight fan, this episode of CSWR is going to have our full breakdown from last night's massive UFC 286 from the O2 Arena in London. Our drops of the night. Picks for UFC San Antonio. Q&A with some of the members of the Rhino Gang. And then the aforementioned clashes. Cassius. Cassius Clay Collard is the latest fighter to go 10 rounds with Rhino. He's an awesome fighter. He's a, he's not only an MMA fighter, but he's a he's a top-tier uh, pro boxer. And just a really, really fun guy to talk to. So without further ado, APB, let's get our swim trucks and our flippy floppies on and dive right in. So UFC 286 from London last night, our first fight. Was 125 pounds with Juliana Miller, the tough winner, versus Veronica Hardy, uh, formerly Veronica Machado, but she married Dan Hardy, UFC vet, so uh, she hadn't fought in three years. Basically, it was Veronica Hardy almost the entire time. You know, the takedowns, the punches, everything offensively was Veronica Hardy. Juliana Miller tried some kind of off, you know, angle submissions, but again, this was Veronica Hardy from start to finish, giving her the clear-cut UD in that one. Moving into Ludovic Klein versus Jai Hebert uh, at 155 pounds. This one was a very back-and-forth fight. Uh, Jai seemed to be doing a much better job when they were at distance, and when Ludovic would get close and land his inside elbows and punches, he was doing a really good job. Um, there ended up being a nutshot stoppage, which then there was a point deduction um, on Jai Hebert, but it was really inc- like it was like inconclusive, right? The video, you couldn't quite tell if it was hip or if it was the – the cup, we're not sure, but he did get a point deducted. Ended up being a draw in that one. So maybe they'll run those two guys back. That'd be a good fight. It was a fun one leading up to that. So moving back into 125, we had Joanne Wood versus Luana Carolina. Uh, Joanne Wood, again, you don't realize it when you hear her talk because she's got such a high pitch voice. <laughs> but, like, she is 37. So she's getting on um, in the upward levels of her of her career. Um, she's been around forever. I think they said this was her 17th or 18th UFC fight. Luliana Carolina was game for a while, but then Joanne's um, technique, especially her Muay Thai, which she has a ton of experience in, her teep kicks, her, her jabs. She even tried the spinning back fist, similar to the one that Molly knocked Luliana out last year. It didn't work out. Luliana had some nice leg kicks in the fight as well, but I thought Joanne would finish very strong, especially in all three rounds. She won the split decision. I thought it was a unanimous decision, but whatever. She got the win. She got the right uh, The right call was made on that one. Moving on our fourth fight, ugh, Jake Hadley versus Malcolm Gordon at 125. Jake Hadley has, has the distinction of being the only person I've ever seen in the Contender Series where, like, <laughs> apparently he was such a prick that everybody behind the scenes at Data White Contender Series was like, this guy's an asshole. I don't care how good of a fighter he is. You don't want him in your organization. But really? It, I yes. don't see, I don't watch that show, so I had no idea about any of this. They literally <laughs> caught it on hot mic, like before they let into a commercial break, where Dana comes up to him. He's like, there's a lot of people around here who are not happy with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, he is such a dick, but he's a really good fucking fighter. So uh, yeah. he, goes, he goes in, he lands a really hard liver shot. Uh, with Ma- on Malcolm Gordon, really hurts him to the body. So Malcolm's already compromised in the body. Then Jake again cracks him again with another hard punch in the stomach. Malcolm goes down face plants. Basically, Jake then throws a ton of hammer fists. Malcolm couldn't get out of the way. He was still too hurt from the body shot. Uh, TKO very early. It was like within the first two minutes of the first round for Jake Hadley over Malcolm Gordon. But I still don't like you, Jake Hadley, so there's that. All right, <laughs> moving to 185. We've got Dusko Todorovic. Versus Christian Leroy Duncan, or CLD, as he is known. <clears throat> Christian came out strong, landed a few nice shots, and then they got into a clinch. And, like, they reversed positions. So, Dusko, who had his back against the cage, like, reversed and twisted around to the other side. In that movement, somehow, some way, he blew out his knee. Like, he completely crumpled his right, I think it was his right knee or his left knee, I don't remember. But one of his knees totally gave out. Um, very anticlimactic, very strange, and one of those weird things. That's why I always in my interviews I always say this wild and crazy, wacky world of MMA because shit like this happens, and it's unfortunate and it sucks. But Dosko Todorovic, you know, has to you have to get, take the L on that one. So Christian Leroy Duncan wins by TKO in the first round due to injury at 185 pounds. Moving into our next fight, which was at 145, we had Lerone Murphy, the Miracle Man, versus Gabriel Santos. 
what a fun fight, dude. This was super fast paced. Um, you know, they both exchanged being on top a few times. It's one of those deals where, like, I thought Gabriel Santos won because I thought he was doing the more damaging shots. I thought Lerone Murphy was landing cleaner, right, but not more effective. They ended up giving a split decision to Lerone Murphy. Again, I've got no problem with it. Super-duper close, fun, exciting fight back and forth. I really enjoyed it. and want to see both of these guys come back for sure. Moving back into 125, we had Mohamed Makayev versus Jafel Filo. Um, Mohamed, you know, did what he always does. Lots of takedowns, lots of top control, a few rear-naked choke attempts. And then Philo put him in a very gnarly knee bar. If you look at so that, gnarly, yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it reminded me of being a kid playing with like action figures, and like action figures' knees could bend that way. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's weird. But <laughs> this motherfucker's knee was really going in the wrong direction. He really toughed it out. Was able to reverse position, put on the rear naked choke again in the third round. Got the late tap out. Uh, for Mohamed Makayev over Jafel Filo. I'm no Mohamed Makayev fan, but I hope he fucking fights Jake Hadley and beats the shit out of him. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> for soon. Yeah, well, he might. he might. He might. I know. <clears throat> and I definitely want to see it. So, yes, that's our uh, that's our seventh fight on that one. Moving into our eighth fight, we had Sam Patterson versus Janal Eshmaz. And, wow. I mean, fucking Patterson was probably the biggest guy at 155 I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like 6'3", and has a huge reach, and just this big, tall guy from the UK fighting Yanal, and Yanal was trying to, like, find his way inside, trying to, you know, breach that long-reach advantage for Patterson, and then Patterson throws a kick. Yanal snatches it in midair, grabs him, throws a right straight, which then knocks Sam backwards, and as he's falling, lands another clean fucking left hook right to Patterson's face. He falls down. A flurry of ground and pound gets the TKO KO in the first round for Yanal Ashmaz over Sam Patterson. Wow, and we may hear a little about that fight again down the road. All right, let's get into our ninth fight with Omar Morales versus uh, Chris Duncan. Again, very back-and-forth fight. Uh, the first round was kind of fun, and the second round was not so much. Very grapple-heavy, very grind against the cage, very slow, right? So... Chris Duncan did what he had to do to get the win. He got the split decision in that one. He should have won it by unanimous decision, but again, what are you going to do? All right, moving into our 10th fight, we had Jack Shore versus Maquan Amir Khani. First round, all Maquan, dude. The takedown, the top control, uh, did a good job. Shore landed some nice punches and kicks in the second round. Then he got the takedown, takes his back. Maquan Amir Khani looked exhausted. Jack Shore puts on the rear naked choke, subs about round two. Big win for Jack Shore, moving up to 145. Um, and he looked great. So big win for him over Amir, uh, Makwan Amir Khani. Moving into our main card, we've got our first fight was Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delizze. Now, if I remember last week, I believe I said <clears throat> that Roman was going to come out really, really hot. And if Marvin, if Marvin survived it, I thought Marvin was going to outpoint him. Well, I was half right. So Roman Delizze came out, guns a-blazing, just, you know, throwing everything but the kitchen sink of Marvin Vittori. Marvin took it. He took it all, as he always seems to do with his giant fire hydrant. His big old head. <laughs> he took it all. And then I thought, for real, I thought the rest of the fight was was very uh, interesting because Roman would have these big explosions, right? These big, hard, super shots. But then Marvin Vittori kept marching forward. He landed hard lefts, hard fucking uh, body kicks, right? He had some nice exchanges and then some nice combinations. But Roman would always come back. But it seemed like every couple of minutes, Roman was throwing less and less. And there was a little bit less steam on him. Um, it was a very close fight. Very fun fight. Good fight. It was a so good fight. Like, I liked that one. Um, was, it a, was it a split decision or a unanimous decision? I didn't write it down for Vittori. It was a unanimous decision. But one of them had it like uh, <laughs> like all for all the rounds for Vittori. But Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori won the fight by unanimous decision is what we're saying. Okay. See, yeah. I, I, I just wrote down D as opposed to UD, MD, or split D. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, Marvin Vittori got the unanimous decision. That one, yeah, I definitely would have given Roman the lead, say, the first round without question. Um, but I thought Marvin did enough uh, throughout the rest of the fight. So, again, big, big fight for both those guys at 185. We'll see what's happening for him next. All right. One of the more surprising fights from last night, we had King Casey O'Neill. Versus Jennifer Maya. Uh, Casey O'Neill has 
has kind of made her name on marching people down, taking them down, and then ground and pounding them or submitting them. She was not able to do shit against Jennifer Maya as far as that world, dude. She stayed way outside. Jennifer Maya was lighting her up with, with counters. Um, Casey O'Neill had her moments, but Jennifer Maya looked better than I think I've ever seen her fight. I mean, honestly. She looked great in there against King Casey O'Neill. And I'm not saying the hype train is derailed. It's not. Jennifer Maya is a good fighter. And Casey O'Neill is only like 25 years old. So, no, she, she could definitely come back and still rise up the ranks. This isn't like old school boxing where if you get one loss, you're like, oh, God, never again. <laughs> He's got to slide down to number 175. Like, it's not that. It's, it's MMA, dude. Like, some of the best fighters in the world have double digit and, and champions have double-digit losses, right? So, <clears throat> no, you don't have to worry about that. But, again, I was very impressed with Jennifer Maya, and I was not super impressed with King Casey O'Neill not being able to do what she wanted to do and then kind of freezing. Like, you know, you, know, you have to be able to do things um, from all different aspects. That's why it's mixed martial arts. So she'll shore those things up, and I think she'll be back. So, yeah, big win for Jennifer Maya in that one with a unanimous decision. All right. This one was, this one was sucky. <laughs> Brian Barbarino, who I fucking love. He's Ryan O'Gay. He's just such a yeah. great guy. I love watching him fight. He's so fun. Going up against Gunny Nelson, I got no problem with Gunny Nelson. He's interesting. He's got, you know, a jiu-jitsu ace. And this one just didn't really get started. You know what I mean? They Gunny put him up against the cage almost right away, held him there for a while, was looking for his opening, finally gets the takedown. Gets, you know, moved his body in position, which was actually really slick, as he always is. Very slick. It was Very fun to watch his submission, for sure. Right. Even though right. it was over somebody we like. Right, exactly. You put that apropos perfectly, dude. He basically, he slid his body in position, which was really cool to see. Um, slaps on the armbar, gets the first round armbar sub over Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. We got a question about Gunny Nelson a little bit later on in the show. So, big win for him, 170 pounds. All right. Let's take a breath. <laughs> Let's go ahead. And get into it. Okay. 155 pounds. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Shaziv. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, we talked about this once um, Once my man Francis Ngannou left the UFC. I had to come to that, like, decision of who was going to be my favorite. Who's your guy? Yeah. Who's my guy? Right. Who's my, who's my fan favorite who I'm going to put all my chips on the table for? And I said Justin Gaethje. Now, that was probably three, four weeks ago or something. And, you know, I think some people might have forgot. You might have forgot what Justin Gaethje does, who he is, what he brings into the cage, and what fucking happens. Now, it can't just be Justin Gaethje. It's got to be. you got to have a dance partner. He's got to have a dance partner. That's right. you got to have somebody like Rafael Fazeev, who is a also a very high-level striker. Tiger, more so Thai product. <clears throat> Beautiful kicks. I mean, really sharp technique. And then you threw these guys into the fucking cage, and it was a nonstop car crash over and over and over and over again. Justin Gaethje's leg kicks were fucking brutal. His punches, insane. Rafael Fiziev, body kicks were fucking brutal. His body stuff was insane. His body shots. Gaethje looked like he had, like he was sunburned. And you know how white he is. Like he was red. I I could relate because I'm that pasty myself. Me too, me too. So fucking, I mean, remember that flying knee that Mm -hmm. Fiziev threw that landed? It sounded like a fucking, uh, I don't even know, like a car backfiring or something. Like it was just nonstop. Back and forth action. There must have been 20 times last night, APB, where I thought, oh, that's it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, that's got to be it. That's got to be the beginning of the end. But no, both of these guys fucking put it on the line. They both got lit up dozens of times. Humongous shots. I I mean, I don't even want to get into the technical breakdown of this because who cares? Because it was just so fucking fun. Yeah. I I want them both to get. 500,000, not 50,000. <laughs> I want it times 10 for what happened last night. You know, <clears throat> there's been a lot of great fights already this year, and there's going to be a lot more great fights. I don't think there's going to be another one that's super ahead of this fight. So, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable saying this is going to be in the top three or four at the end of the year for all the award shows, right? For like fighting here. My God, that was just insane. Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fazeev, I just kudos. Hats off to both of you, gentlemen. What a fucking fight. That's exactly why we love MMA. That's exactly what gets your fucking juices flowing. That's exactly why the UFC is still king. You know, despite all of its problems, despite all the things we like to talk shit about about them, 
you put those two guys together in the cage and you saw what happened, you got to know you're doing something right. Because, my God, that was beautiful violence. All right. Let's go it was beautiful, but wait, remember, I got to oh, tell right. you. APB, yeah. you, have a, <laughs> you have a question or you have something you wanted to say about the post-fight press conference that Justin Gaethje said, which I, full disclosure, did not watch. I only watch those every once in a while. But yes, you watched the post-fight presser from 286 last night, and you had something you had a takeaway from what Justin Gaethje said. Please share that with us. So they were asking Justin about the fight with Fazeev, and, you know, he said that, it was because he he was so good, you know, and he said uh, an interesting quote that I want to read to you. He wanted to taste blood. He wanted to taste my blood. But unfortunately, he was drowning in his blood. I'm happy about that. And I think that sums it up perfectly. That does sum it up perfectly. And you know what I was thinking as you were saying it? I was envisioning like um, like an old Viking champion, like writing that on his like sheet. Yes. Yeah, like this that, is right? like, like a great quote. Like this should always be linked to him because I thought it was great. That's so good. And speaking of which, there were some. Now people already know that Vikings is probably my favorite show ever. One of them, anyway. That and Sons of Anarchy. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time that was on the History Channel for many, many seasons. And the lead character's name is Ragnar Lothbrok. And one of the memes that's been going around has been from Fizzy's face last night being covered in blood. And then one of the many times in battle that Ragnar Lothbrook's face was covered in blood. They do look similar. There is a very similar look to both of them. So yeah, really, really I need cool. to find that picture and post this quote because those two go together. I know the picture that you're talking about. I've seen it. Yeah. 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 yeah no, dude, that'll be awesome. Now, I mean, again, I want them both. I want everything good for both of those guys. Yes, me too. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things. All right. So let's get into the main event of the evening. The 170-pound champion was on the line. Championship was on the line. We had current champion Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman, the former champ. This is actually the third time they're fighting, putting an end to the trilogy. Um, this one, it, here's here's a problem, APB. Both those guys are super high-level fighters, and it was a good fight. The problem is you're coming off the heels of the Gaethje fight, which is just like yes. really hard to do, and then it be a more strategic, far less insane fight. It was far more measured, right? So basically, I'll, I'll read off my notes for round by round. We'll see. What, so a few leg kicks by Leon and a couple body kicks hurt Kamaru. That's all I have for the first round. Uh, another body kick for Leon, a hard right hand for Kamaru, um, attempted takedown in the second. Uh, early takedown for Kamaru in the third. Leon grabs the fence bad. Point <laughs> Leon fouled a lot. <laughs> I literally wrote, Leon grabs the grabs fence bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> it was bad. Point deduction. Uh, he held on for dear life. <laughs> he sure did, dude. And you know what? It, it's funny because that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, he's never been one to shy away from uh, a, foul a foul here and there. <laughs> that's right. Foul your way so, to the top, baby. <clears throat> Leon, uh, in the fourth round, was continuing the leg kicks, the body kicks, doing a good job. Um, he had great takedown defense for a lot of this fight. I mean, he I know Kamaru got a few, but Leon's takedown defense was on point and really, really good job. Fifth round was was more like, I thought that was possibly Leon's best round. He had the really nice head kick. He was starting to land those, those nice uppercuts, some beautiful knees, uh, some more takedown defense. You know, Usman did get it, uh, you know, did try to get in range and push him up against the fence and land some stuff. And, um, you know, I, I, Kamaru might have gotten the fifth, and it was really close. Again, it ended up being a majority decision for Leon Edwards, even with the point deduction. I thought he won at least, you know, four of the rounds to me, right? And so, yeah, I thought he won. <clears throat> it was a very clear-cut decision for Leon, which is not how I thought it was going to go. I thought we were going to see a lot more of a similar uh, fight to last time, where I thought Kamara was going to be kind of more dominant with the wrestling and with the cage control. Not, not how it panned out, you know what I mean? Leon did a great job. He shored up some of the uh, holes in his game, and he looked good. Again, I'm not trying to talk shit about that fight. It was a good fight. It's just that we saw one of the best fights ever, the fight right before. <laughs> so it's like kind of a letdown, yeah. right? So, yeah, and I don't even want to get into the Colby stuff because we've got a couple questions about that in the Q&A sesh. So let's go ahead and get into our well, – okay, so that was our recap of UFC 286. I give the card a B, you know what I mean, mostly based on the Gaethje Fazeev fight <laughs> because yeah. there was a few snoozers in that one. Not a great card, but not a bad one either. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get our drops of the night. I'll lead us off. I've got Yanal 
Oh, help me with his last name. I got you know Ashmas with his caught leg, right hand, straight left hook, on the way down, plus the fucking ground and pound when he was already down. I got Yanal winning my drop of the night. What about you, APB? <laughs> well, I got your boy Jake Hadley winning with his liver shot over Malcolm Gordon. So he gets my drop of the night and Rhino's dick of the night award. <laughs> One of the problems is this, is that I, 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 I don't like him at all. He's right up there with Macy Barber as far as boo, Macy Barber, boo. <laughs> I think that um, it's still, it, w- it was a very good drop of the night. So, yes, I totally, uh, we, me and RSP were talking about it in the group chat. Like, we both love body shot knockouts. And so, yes, yes even, if, even if it was somebody I didn't, I don't like who did it, still pretty cool. So, a very deserved uh, drop of the night for you. All right. Next week, we've got our UFC San Antonio card to do our picks for. I'm going to start us off with, my man, Chidi Chidi Bang Bang, Chidi and Jukawani beating Albert Duria by a KO in the second round at 185. What about you? I have Chidi with the TKO in round two. Beautiful. We got Rhino Gang member Austin Lights Out Lingo versus Psycho Nate Land. Where um, I got Austin Lingo really doing a great job in this fight. I got a, winning a very clear cut UD because Nate's tough. And like I said, he's nuts. At least he appears to be. But I got Austin Lingo winning by UD. What about you? Well, I have Lingo shutting the lights out with a clean KO in round two. I like what you did there. Put lights out for lights out. I like that. All right. <laughs> Let's go to 125. I got Manel Kopp versus overbeating uh, Alex Perez by UD after three. What about you? I got Kopp with the TKO in round one. APB loves her finishes. And I, I actually have I, have I have <laughs> all TKOs or KOs in this and I was looking at it and I was like is this really what I'm picking and then I thought about it again I was like yeah it's very on brand it's very on brand for you and I appreciate it all right speaking of boo Macy Barber boo (laughs) I unfortunately have to pick Macy Barber I think she's going to dominate Andrea KGB Lee on the ground and get her with a submission in the third round rear naked choke third round for Macy Barber okay KGB Lee what about you and boo KGB Lee too. I, I yeah, looked at these sure. and I was like, I want both of these chicks to lose. I want a double KO in round yeah. one. But <laughs> since that's probably not going to happen, I went with Macy Barber Boo with the TKO in round three. All righty. Moving to two female fighters who I very much like and respect Holly Holm and Yana Santos, formerly Yana Kuniskaya, um, married to, you know, Marietta Santos, who I also love and revere very much. But I think Holly Holm is going to beat Yana this time. I think she's going to land a really, really gnarly body kick. So I'm calling a left body kick. It's going to crumple Yana. A little bit of ground and pound. So TKO in the second for Holly Holm in that one. What about you? Okay. I have Holly Holm with the head kick KO in round three. (sighs) Let me reflect upon earlier times when the last time we saw Holly Holm with that beautiful KO, Ronda Rousey. Oh, God. I'll never get tired of hearing it. It's like it's like a bedtime story from your childhood that you can just go back to and it gives you that comforting feeling. <laughs> like, that's what that is to me. <laughs> I mean, she also oh fucked gosh. up, uh, oh, I forget the other chick's name, but she head kicked to the face, the ah, whatever. But yeah, Holly Holm, I hope she fucking does that. That would be great. All right. Let's get into our main event. We have Marlon Chito Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. Marlon's going to kill Corey, I think. I don't oh, know. I think Corey's going to do a good job in the first couple rounds, maybe. But I think Cheeto's just going to get closer and closer and closer, like a boogeyman. And then eventually he's going to uncork and land a beautiful right hook to Corey Stanhagen's jaw. KO, clean. KO, I mean, out, 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 out for Corey Stanhagen in round three. What about you, APB? Brian, oh, you're breaking my heart. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I love Cheeto, and I, but I love Corey Sandhagen, and, and he's had some losses lately, so I really want him to get a good win. So I have, like, a brutal fight going into the fifth round, and then I have Corey Sandhagen with a flying knee KO in round five. I mean, Godspeed, APB, if that were to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, that's all right. 
So we have got to go get to our. We're going to go ahead and get into our Q and A. Before we get into the written ones, why don't we lead off with you, APB? I know okay. you got a question or two for me. So what do you got for the old Rhino? And again, this is fully impromptu. I, she was like, "Do you want to read this now or want to read it live?" I said, "Fuck it, let's go live. Let's fucking handle it." What do you got? Let's do it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> okay. So. Um, there were talks last night about the next fight for Bilal being Shavkat. So if that's the next fight, how do you see that fight going? And do you think that Bilal should really be fighting Leon or at least Chemaev Because he does have an eight-fight win streak, and Colby has a one-fight win streak. Colby's two and two in the last, like, three-plus <laughs> years. So, well, yeah, we'll get more into the Colby thing later, but... <clears throat> Bilal should, yeah, if Bilal wanted to fight Cosmod, I think that would be a good fight. And there's no way they could deny him after that if you were to beat Boars. Um, again, I, Shavkat Rachmanov, he showed a few more holes in his game last last time out against. Yeah, Wolf. his last Jeff, fight makes this fight Jeff more Neal. interesting. Yeah, against yeah. Jeff Neal. <laughs> so, again, I, and I think Bilal is probably, you know, a couple levels above Jeff Neal, no disrespect, but, I, you know, that's where Bilal is. Um, I would like to see Jamal or Jamal. Uh, Jamal. I was like thinking about Jamal Hill. I'd love to see Jamal Hill fight. Um, I would love to see Bilal um, go against Boers. Like that would really be my first choice as, as far as the way it looks like it's like it's got to play out. Like to me, again, of course Bilal deserves a title shot. He's got the big win streak. He's put it. He's put together a really nice resume. Um, again, I don't know what all the the the, the hate towards him is i mean i know he's at the most it's because he's boring i think I know that's he's not more an exciting, what it like, is knockout fighter you know what i mean but like i just i wonder if there's more to it than that i don't know if there's some behind the scenes stuff we don't know about i'm yeah, not sure that could be yeah but again i would definitely like to see him fight boars far more than shavkat i don't think shavkat is there quite yet i think he needs one more fight or two and then i think shavkat's a future champ don't get me wrong and i think eventually boars is going to move up to uh 85 because i think he's gonna as he gets older he's not gonna want to make that cut to 70 anymore so yeah i think Bilal. If they were to fight, if he was to fight Shavkat soon, he beats Shavkat right now. But I think if Shavkat gets another fight or two under his belt, I think he'd have a much better chance. And yeah, I would much rather see Bilal fight uh, Boris Chemaev um, than Shavkat. So that's my answer on yeah. that one. Was there a second part to that? No, it was just all kind of grouped together. Okay, okay. So that is my answer on that one, APB. Thank you so much for asking that one today. All right, let's get into our first write-in, which comes from our homie, the big homie, Jim Assoon. Jim, what do you got for us this week, dude? What's going on, you bunch of fucking casuals? Rhino and the Rhino gang. Hope y'all are doing well. That was Jim Assoon believe- mixed with like mixed with like Lurch from the Addams family. It was like <laughs> Rhino and the Rhino gang. Rhino and the Rhino gang. <laughs> well, he's high. I'm being high. That's true. That's Slowing true. it down. I'm trying to get more in character. You you did a great job. I loved it. Okay. I can't believe I'm topping this, but what's your thoughts on Coward Covington getting a title shot against <laughs> Leon? It's pathetic how Dana just allows Colby and Masvidal to have title shots lately. On a good note, who's next for Gunny Nelson? And you kids know, it's always 420. Peace. Peace. Did he really write <laughs> Coward Covington? Did I miss that? He did. He really wrote oh that. Oh my Coward gosh, Covington, I love that. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to write that one down. Good job, Jim. Yeah, I think we should call him that from now on, Coward Covington. Yeah. <laughs> so total bullshit, dude. Being two and two in your last four bouts does not deserve a title shot in any fucking world, as far as I'm concerned. But Dana apparently wants all the fake controversial shit that he brings, that he spews, that he does. Uh, he wants to bring that into this next fight, apparently. So, like, I think it's bullshit. I mean, just plain and simple. It's bullshit. Colby does not deserve the next shot. It's two and fucking two, bro. Give me a break. All right. So. I did like the gunny question, and so I kind of delved into that one more because it didn't make me angry the way talking about <laughs> Colby Covington does. So as far as gunny next, let's go with the winner of um, next month's Michael Chiesa versus Lee Jing Liang, and here's why. I think Michael Chiesa is going to win that fight, and when he does, you're going to have some really high-level grappling because Chiesa is such a good wrestler and he's so good up against the cage and then of course you've got Gunny who's just an incredible submission in jiu-jitsu age so it would be kind of like a throwback old school because neither one of them are very good strikers you know what I mean so eventually it's going to hit the mat and I would love to see that back and forth between the you know American wrestler and the jiu-jitsu that Gunny Nelson brings so yeah let's go let's go the winner Michael Chiesa versus Li Jing Liang next month that's why we'd love to see next for um Next for Gunny Nelson in that one. So that's my answer. Thank you very much, Jim. All right. 
Let's go to our motorcycle ride madman, the Dean Dog. Dean Dog, what do you got for us this week, dude? Dean Dog says, well, that was a fun card. I like the early start time. We should do those more often. Great. Easy question. Yeah. Easy question for you today. What was your favorite fight of the night? I think we already know that now, <laughs> don't we? I know it may be a surprise to you, APB. Really? But I'm going to go with Justin Gaethje versus Oh, my okay. goodness. I can't believe that. Serious contender for fight of the year. And once we get to award season, it's going to win some shit. I don't know. You know, it's got it. It was just so good. Dude, the violence, the the cardio shown, the forward pressure, the durability, the strategies implemented, the blood, the guts, the accuracy, the toughness. Holy shit, what a fight, APB. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Dean Dog, I, I, I'm probably going to try to watch that again later today. Like, that's how good it was. I want to watch it again. I want to see it again, and I'll probably like it just as much the next time. Oh, my gosh. So that's my answer on that one, Dean Dog. We're so, we're so grateful and thankful you are on the men, my dude. We love you. All right. Let's get into our army, the Rage of the Sweet Potato. RSP, what do you got for us this week? RSP says, last night, Dana White announced at the post-fight press conference that Colby Covington is now the Holly home of the men's welterweight division. Shit, I meant to say that he announced Colby was getting the next title shot off a single win in three years. Since Dana is giving undeserved title shots, I'd like you to do the same. Who are some fighters that you would like to see fight for gold despite not really having earned it with their recent records? <clears throat> so this is mostly this is mostly fighters who don't deserve a shot right now. Some of them could get to that point at some point, and others are just ridiculous and i'll let you guys decide what's what <laughs> but here's one thing that's for sure i really like all of these fighters like these are like this is like personal picks because that's what dana's doing right he's putting somebody yeah. out there that doesn't deserve it, which is like oh i want him there so i'm gonna put him there right so it's undeserved for colby and some of these are deserving of a shot some of them might have one down the road and some of them just don't but they're still awesome and i love them all right so number uh number one we'll, we'll go to we'll just go in order at 150 pounds mackenzie dern why you might ask because she's super hot and i think her jiu-jitsu <laughs> is fucking awesome and i just really like her so mackenzie did kai car france for 125 he's still in that top five he's really exciting he doesn't deserve a shot right now but if i'm fucking doing it yeah kai car france i really like him. all right 125 jasmine jess she's nowhere near ready for a title shot yet she's got a big fight with miranda maverick on the books two rhino gang versus each other but i really like jasmine and she's really fun and she's cool, and I like her fighting style. So, yes, Jasmine Jasmine is at 125. 135, you'll see a little theme here with the Rhino game. We got Rocky Pennington. I want Rocky Pennington, who, again, five-fight win streak, on her way, possibly, to another shot of the title. But does she for sure deserve one right now? Not necessarily. But if I'm booking, yeah, we're going to give Rocky the shot. All right, 135 again. Oh, APB, you and the whole Rhino gang, GC, is going to love this one. Sonya Dong is going to be. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for no other reason that we love watching him fight. We love his name. And he brings joy and joy to thousands, if you will. Maybe millions. I'm not sure. We got Sonya <laughs> Dong, right? All right. Let's go to 145. I'm going Max Bless Holloway. He's my favorite 145er. He has been for a decade. I love Max Bless Holloway. So, yes, Max at 145. <clears throat> Here's a little interesting one. So, upcoming, is, I don't think they've signed yet. I'm not sure. I don't think it's finalized, but they have agreed to fight, which is Macy Chasson versus um, Chelsea Chandler. I really like that fight. So let's go with the winner of that gets the next title shot at 145, just because I like both of them as fighters and I want to see them get a title shot. So, yeah, that's what we're doing in this exercise. So, yes, the winner of Chelsea Chandler versus Macy Chasson in that one. All right. Moving into 155, I've got Justin Gaethje fucking enough said. Then at 170, I've got Wonder Boy. Also, enough said. I love that fucking guy, right? 185, I'm going Robert Whitaker, bro. Robert yes. Whitaker, is who, who we both love, who is somebody who has been around for forever, has fallen just short so many times. Yeah, Robert Whitaker for sure. 205, because he never really lost it. Yuri Prohaska, he's the real champ, and I want him to get another shot at it. And then 265, this might be my favorite one. Huggy Bear Chris Barnett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> Fucking gang, 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 Chris Barnett. Let's give him all the spinny shit. Let's get him fucking in there with his happy self and with his funny dance moves and his flips and the butt bombs and everything else that he does. We love Chris over here. Chris is revered across the world. So, yes, that's who gets my title shot at 265. All right. Um, What was that? Yeah, 33 minutes-ish. Okay. 
And sorry about that little technical writing down there for a second that I shared with everybody. All right, let's get into our next cue, which comes from the homie Doc. Doc, what do you got for us this week, brother? Doc says, was it just me or was the crowd not as animated at the O2 arena as they usually are? It was not just you, homie. It was definitely not like, <clears throat> traditionally, when you have a UK card, it is insanity from start to finish. Yeah. Like, when you look at a card in Vegas, or you look at a card in Texas or L.A., during the prelims, especially the early prelims, there's a million open seats. That's not normally how it is over in the U.K. They're usually all in their fucking chairs. At the beginning, I was surprised. Yes, beer in hand from the time the fucking show starts. And this was totally different. This had a much more American fight, you know, fight feel to it. The, the crowd was not, was very late coming, right? There was tons of open seats all the way until the main card. Um, once the main card started and got going, you got a little bit of that feel. There was the chanting and the singing and the cheering, all that. Like, that was all good. And so, and obviously during the Gaethje fight, everyone's going insane. People are going crazy for, for Rocky. And I get all that. But it's usually a more sustained, high level of fanfare and of cheering and sound at a, at a UK show. So, yeah, it was definitely not your traditional experience with having a, a card over there in the UK. So no, I totally noticed it too. I do think they brought it up on the, on the broadcast or maybe somebody said it on Twitter. I did see it mentioned last night somewhere as well. So yeah, definitely dude. It was not the normal. Um, like I said, thankfully they picked it up towards the end, but you know, next time we go back over there, we, we want you guys to show out for the entire time. Cause unfortunately, no matter how much we request it, we can't ever get that done here in the United States. People just don't go until the fifth or sixth or seventh fight for whatever fucking reason. I'll never understand. All right. Let's get into our lone voice question, which comes from Ty, the fly guy from front kicks and throw cuddles pod. Ty, what do you got for us this week, dude? Hey, Rhino, it's Ty from the front kicks and throat cuddles podcast. I'm slowly disappearing into that state of despair that it is very likely that with the result of the welterweight championship bout on tonight that Colby Covington is likely going to be the new welterweight champion and I am in such pain and agony just saying those words so could you please please if those two do fight next, what can Leon Edwards do to defeat Colby Covington? Because I would love to see it, but I'm having my doubts. But let me know what you think, and I love the show. I'll catch you later. Peace. So the first thing that Leon has to do, if and when he fights Colby, is stay off his fucking back, bro. We all know the high-level wrestler that Colby is, and he's going to push forward, try to punch his way inside, try to put Leon on his back. The, the thing about it is we did see Leon have good takedown defense last night. We've seen it previously. However, Colby is going to consistently try to do it. There's no way around it. So Leon has got to be able to get up off of his back and then not even go down there in the first place a lot of times, right? So takedown defense, and then when you do get taken down, getting back up. That's got to be priority numero uno. <clears throat> Second, Haley, is we're going to have probably just as important you got to keep throwing those early body kicks, dude. Body kicks early and often. Same with the knees. Colby's cardio is is amazing. I fucking don't like giving this guy any credit for anything because <laughs> I don't like him one bit. But his cardio is off the charts and always has been. Body work, dude. Kicks to the body, knees to the body, punches to the body. Everything you can do to get some of that cardio out of him to get him to fucking get tired faster to just to do anything to slow him down you got to do so yes numero uno take down defense and then be able to get up off your back quickly and then number two work that body dude work that midsection to suck out some of that fucking amazing cardio that he has so yeah dude those are my answers on that one make sure you take out ty at the front kicks and throw cutters pod so thank you very much ty my denver broncos loving broski all right, that's going to finish up our Q&A session for today. Let's go ahead and get into our 10 rounds of Rhino with PFL lightweight and pro boxer Cassius Clay Collard after a quick word from our sponsor, K&R Designs. Hey, Rhino gang. Are you looking for a piece of furniture to tie the room together? Maybe make it feel a little bit more homey? How about a beautifully restored dresser for the bedroom or an end table for the family room? We'll look no further than my good friends at K&R Designs. 
You got a piece of furniture that needs restoration? They got you covered. Looking for a new addition to your home decor that's already been beautifully done? They got you there, too. We're talking dressers, armoires, kitchen tables, cabinets, nightstands, any and all wood furniture you can think of, they've got or can get for you. So check out K&R Designs in-store at 101 West Chicago Boulevard in Tecumseh, Michigan, or on their website, knrcustomdesigns.com. Check out their Facebook page, K&R Home Deco, that's D-E-C-O, to see everything they have and the amazing work that they can do. You can also call and order at 517-605-7173. They accept PayPal, Venmo, Square, Cash, Check. They accept them all. So if you want the absolute best of the best and restorative wood furniture creators, you got to check out K&R Designs. Tell them you're a member of the Rhino Gang, and that'll get you 20% off your very first purchase. Once again, check out K&R Designs, Combat Sports with Rhino's proud sponsor. Off fight fam, we got ourselves another fantastic guest going 10 rounds around this week. PFL lightweight, pro boxer. Cassius Clay Collard. Clay, thank you so much for joining us tonight, sir. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm happy to be here. Dude, we are super stoked to have you on. So round one, Clay, is always the same for all the fighters. I, you know, I just, I fucking never can get tired of it. I love hearing the origin story. How did you very first get involved in this crazy, wacky world of MMA, my dude? Oh, man. Well, I've been involved in combat sports my whole life, you know, boxing and wrestling from from a young age. Um, What actually got me hooked was my mom's a big fight fan and she uh, she was watching the Ultimate Fighter show uh, with Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin. Ah, season one. Okay. Yeah, man. Forrest Griffin was my boy. (laughs) <laughs> so uh shout out Forrest Griffin. Uh he's part of the reason why I want to do this and and that first season of The Ultimate Fighter man is is kind of I I always wanted to be a fighter after that. Um a week after I turned 18, I was still in high school and and one of my wrestling coaches mentioned that there was an MMA fight locally in my hometown and so I signed up and the rest is history. Wow, that's amazing, dude. Straight up inspiration from the fucking Griffin and Bonner fight of that whole season. I love it, dude. Now, the next scrap is that PFL uh, season three, the 2023 regular season. And as we know right now, dude, you are, uh, you're training your ass off. You're trying to level up everywhere. Is there a specific thing that you're trying to really work on this camp? Or is it just kind of like business as usual? I'm trying to sharpen up all the tools this time around. Um, man, I, I feel like last year I, I lost Martinez because uh, I wasn't grappling enough. Okay. Uh, so I wasn't sharpening that tool as much as I, I probably should have been. So, um, I'm not saying that's my sole focus, but I, I've definitely picked it up, um, grappling a whole lot more this time around. So definitely dude. Now your opponent that night is Yamato Nishikawa. Do you are you one of the kind of fighters like I was who's a kind of a dork who studies film and looks for tendencies and things they do or do you just kind of leave that to the to the coaches to kind of work on? So, I'll watch him a couple times, um but I, I let my coach you know study the guy and and tell me what to do. I I trust my coach wholeheartedly. So, yeah, I just fucking Train hard, and whatever he tells me to do, I do. Absolutely, bro. Uh, 18 pro boxing matches, 31 pro MMA fights. That's 49 pro fights, if my math maths. Uh, you know, I was a pro fighter for a long time, too, so you never can be I don't know how to do brain. math, bro. <laughs> the well, reason only... I punch people for a living. Right, right, dude. So 49 pro fights. You're only 30 years old. That's, like, super active. Um, I mean, I, we can't always know for sure, but if you had your, like your druthers, would you like to keep that kind of activity pace going in both boxing and MMA moving forward? Uh, man, moving forward right now, I'm focused on winning this tournament. You know, I've come up just shy uh, a couple years in a row. So right now my, my sole focus is going in there and, and just getting through this year with PFL. So that's where I'm at hyper-focused on the task at hand. I respect it, my dude. So yes, it, is, it is rare 
to have a fighter. I mean, I'm sure there are probably a few hundred guys who have done both boxing and MMA, right? I was a pro boxer for a long time. I knew a handful of guys who did it both, but nobody, almost nobody does it at the highest levels. You do. You fight both boxing and MMA at the highest of the high levels of both sports. Do you think we're going to see more of that moving forward, like just in your being around gyms and being around other fighters and being in both sports? Do you think that's going to be something that becomes more prevalent moving forward, or do you think it's still going to be really few and far between guys who are highly successful in both sports? Uh, Well, I think I'm a fucking trendsetter because – we got a lot of these. Uh, Anthony Pettis is boxing Roy Jones Jr. We got Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens. They're, they're going to be boxing, you know. So I, I think I'm a fucking trendsetter, bro. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody will do it quite like Cassius Clay Collard. So, I mean, every every they're all taking tom- tomato cans and... Doing the whole, like, Jake Paul's fought a bunch of tomato cans, you know. I, like, everybody I was fighting was undefeated or close to, you know, 14-1, and 50-1. I fought, I, I, like, I think the combined record of all, all the people I fought was, like, 300-and-something and six. Right. So nobody nobody's going to be doing it like me. I do think we're going to see it a little more, though, yes. Okay, and it's funny that you just mentioned Jeremy Stevens because Jeremy Stevens is part of this next question, sir. So you've got wins over names like Anthony Pettis, the aforementioned Jeremy Stevens. Um, you know, you beat Justin Buckholz for those of us who are old heads, longtime team alpha male coach, very high level fighter. You've got some great wins in boxing that I, you know, that's where I actually saw you first. Uh, was in pro boxing. You got some great names. You've shared the cage with Max Holloway. I mean, you've had some pretty outstanding performances in your career already just at your age with your experience level and i i I gotta think dude there's gotta be at least one or two that stick out to you is there one you could kind of give us an example of of like i was really on my game that night i felt in the pocket i felt dialed in i was kicking some fucking ass is there one that stands out for you dude either either one either sport so uh i fought in boxing i fought a guy uh Guajardo, uh, I think is his name, Guajardo. Yeah, I felt on fire there. Uh, not my first fight, but my second fight with Justin Buckles. That was, I mean, that was a banger. Uh, I felt really good there. I mean, Anthony Pettis, uh, I, I felt really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been a handful, you know. Definitely, dude. I remember watching Anthony Pettis fight. I'm like, I'm like, is this the same Clay Collard that I seen fight in boxing at ESPN? And sure enough, first thing out of their mouth is, "Oh, you may know him from the." I'm like, "Holy fuck, I do know that guy." And you know everything. Anthony came in with all that hype. You know, former UFC champion coming to an organization, and Clay Collard was like, "I don't give a fuck about your name. I don't give a yeah, fuck I'm, about what I'm you've done before." Yeah, man. I, man, fighting a like that like the nerves are are just insane you know what i'm saying and leading up to that fight i was super nervous super nervous super nervous you know and uh that first round i came out and he tried to clinch me and i palmed his chest and just like pushed him off of me and i was just like oh yeah you're fucked (laughs) after that i was like yep sorry buddy not today that's so So, great yeah man <laughs> i palmed him in the chest and just knew buddy you're fucked <laughs> yeah it fucking line um so dude now we have to talk about when we're away from the cage when we're away from training i mean i know you have a family i mean what are some things you like to do to kind of just chill out and relax when you don't have to train let your body recover what are some things you like to do are you a gamer you an outdoorsman i mean i know you're out in idaho oh. which is like beautiful outdoor you know hiking and hunting mm. and all kinds of good stuff so what is that? What does Cassius Clay like to do whenever his downtime? Shit, man. Uh, Apex Legends. Up okay, there video sure. games. <laughs> well, I, we've been playing that shit for years, man. We've. Well, I got I got clips and clips of, uh, of me grinding on Apex. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just just last weekend I went snowboarding. My little brother took me snowboarding for my birthday um like you said i'm in idaho so i I love the outdoors camping fishing wakeboarding you know 
uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then family time. Yeah, I like going to concerts, man. I'm a, you know, I like uh, rap concerts, r- raves, freaking rock concerts, whatever, you know. So, sure. um, yeah, just kicking it, bro. Living life to the fullest. Sounds like you got a pretty diverse portfolio of things you like to do to fucking get your mind off of the. Uh, I like to try new things too, man. You know. Sure. Was that was snowboarding yeah. something you had done previously, or was that one of the first times? Oh no, no, yeah, I've been snowboarding since I was ten years old. You know, so. I feel you, dude. I got to take. I got to take it easier than I used to because yeah. uh, my career depends on my body. You know, right. so. Back when I was 15, 16, 17, I used to get a little crazy, hit the rails a little crazier, jump a little higher. But uh, now I, you know, I'll still, I'll still 50-50 a rail here and there, but only, only the small ones. <laughs> I know. I'm sure Idaho's got some beautiful fucking places to snowboard and ski out there. I mean, my God, that is some fucking top tier, you know, God's country out there to get your fucking. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, the town I went snowboarding in. When you're driving, driving up there on on the welcome sign, it says God's country. That was that right on the welcome <laughs> sign. Yeah, my, it's about 20 minutes from my house. I'm I'm at the top of the mountain, and it's super chill because like nobody goes up there really. I think there was like four people there up there with us, bro. So we pretty much had that whole mountain to ourselves. It's not real big. Like I grew up in Utah, so. You know, there's like Brighton and Park City where there's these giant resorts and you're waiting in line and you're got you got to dodge people coming down the hill. But up in Idaho, in that little town, Palmerell, man, it's it's magical up there for sure. I'm sure it's pretty glorious to have a feeling of like having your own private mountain to fucking ski. And it seems like that, you know, yeah. it seems like that. That's amazing. Now, dude, Clay, here's a question that I've, I've really been enjoying uh, getting the answers on the last several weeks. Imagine, if you will, trying to put yourself in this kind of fantasy mindset of fighting was not professional. There was not a way to make money in fighting. You could still fight amateur-wise if you wanted to or still fight for free, but you had to do something else as far as career-wise goes to pay the bills, to make ends meet, you know, for, for money. What do you think you would do if you had to do something else just financially to kind of support things with, um, you know, in, in, a, in a career? Shiz. Tough question. Uh, I've never thought about doing anything else, you know. There was nothing else you really into or liked. Yeah, uh, let's let, let me think for a minute. Uh, you got it, uh, man. I don't like being told what to do. I never have. So having <laughs> a boss would suck. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a forest ranger, a forest service. You know, like. Giving people tickets for poaching or something. I don't know. Okay. Keep me outdoors. I, I mean, that. Yeah, like a forest ranger, I guess. I, I don't know. That's fair. Maybe I'll That's just be a gangster, dude. bro. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be thug life. Or, There's a man, lot of guys. I, man, I, I, love, I love to rap, bro. So maybe I would have tried to be a rap star, right? Yeah, have you heard Jared Brooks? Got, have, you, have you heard Jared Brooks rap? He's actually pretty fucking good. Has he heard me rap? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's I got, a rap battle. I got to spit fire. Maybe that's well, a rap battle know, we need I, to put together down the road, dude. Who's number one in yeah. MMA for far spitting bars? We, maybe we need to find you that know, Maybe one day I'll spit fire for money. <laughs> Let's see. I think we should go with that. I, I, I think, uh, when I, was I think we should maybe you were a rapper. I think that's what we should go with what you would be if you weren't a fighter is a, is a full-blown yeah. rap star. Yeah, rap star, bro. Yeah. Like with yes. Khalifa, bro. I, I, I fucks with it, dude. That's so fucking right. dope. Um, dude, we're going to run into our ninth question right here, which is one of the easier ones. You know, we always have to die it down. We got to cut weight. We got to fucking do that bullshit, but it's just part of the game. But afterwards, you know, we get to really indulge in a good meal after the fight. What's something like a post-fight meal you really like to go to? Like, give us an example of something you really like to throw down on after a fight's over. Dude, uh, not that it's really a meal, but ice cream, bro. I get down on some ice cream after a fight. Big is there time. a particular is there a particular flavor that's a go to or just kind of like whatever? like mad cookie dough like the super <laughs> gooey super duper cookie dough bro 
Uh, <laughs> Great fucking answer, Clay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a super ice cream guy myself, I I could not love it. Not, I could not co-sign uh, on that board. There was the, there's this ice cream shop in Santa Cruz, downtown Santa Cruz. And I have yet to find better ice cream. They have this salted caramel, bro. My boy Jig's here with me. He knows. He's the one who, who took me up there. Showed me. The best <laughs> ice cream on the planet so far. So far, best ice cream I've ever had. Shout out to whatever the hell that shop is in Santa I'm Cruz. I'm sure everybody in Santa Cruz knows exactly what you're yeah. talking about. No, that, on Friday night, bro, there's a line out the door all the way down the fucking street. You got to wait 30 minutes just to get a scoop of fucking Holy ice cream. Fuck. <laughs> I'm not kidding either, bro. I'm not joking. It's I believe good. you. I do. It's that good. That's crazy, but no, that's a great fucking answer. I love it. So, dude, we have careened our way into the 10th round, which is just the easiest round of them all with Rhino Clay. Just share your social medias. Let the Rhino gang know where they can follow you along in your career, support you, follow you. Just give us your social medias, dude. Uh, all right. So my Twitter is CCC Collard. Uh, my Instagram is Cassius Clay MMA. There's an underscore in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, I do want to shout out a few sponsors if that's cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude. Um, so Zombie Sports Co. Shout out Zombie Sports Co. Uh, Duke Preps, Duke Meals. Uh, they're helping me out with my weight cut uh, this year, things like that. Um, Relentless Empire. Shout out Relentless Empire. Their uh, clothing brand. Got some real high-quality shirts. They fit super good. I'm real picky about that shit. So, yeah, Relentless Empire. Um, am I missing any? Oh, I got my boy, Claire. Uh, so he started out being a fan, right? Okay. Um, he He met up with me to buy tickets, and we ended up becoming pretty good friends. And... Uh, he he's helped me a lot this year. Uh, we actually made a bet uh, when I fought Anthony Pettis. He uh, he said if I beat Anthony Pettis, he'd get my signature tattooed on his ass. <laughs> and uh, about a we week after I beat up Anthony Pettis, he sent me a picture of my name tattooed on his ass. <laughs> so shout out Claire, he's the fucking man. So I get, yeah, that's that's the kind of dedication that you like to have in a bros. Yeah, that yeah. Shout out Claire, man. I, he's he's the, one of the funniest, most down to earth, uh, just solid motherfuckers out there, man. So fucking day, dude. Well, we love it. Well, let's all follow Clay moving forward, Rhino Gang. We can't wait to watch your next scrap at PFL regular season three, 2023. It's gonna be so awesome. Uh, let's let's all follow Clay, dude. Clay, once again, we really appreciate you taking the time. To go 10 rounds running, dude, that was a great time. It was a fucking ball, and we'd love to fucking have you on again down the road, my dude. Uh, yeah, bro, this was actually one of the better interviews I've done. Uh, I like when we can just talk like homies. I hate yeah. when it's just like, I hate when it's like those, they're just reading the question like, oh, right. you know, like a robot. <laughs> Ro- robotic, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate that shit, bro. I hate no. that shit. So I, I, I it's, not, it's I nice to get a good to- interview, bro. Uh, I really, really appreciate the kind words, my dude. And we're all going to be fucking riding with you that night. It's going to be awesome. And great luck. And best Vegas, thing, baby. I'm getting that fucking million dollars, homie. I know it's coming your way. That's fucking badass. So once again, Clay Carpenter, thank you so much, my dude. We'll talk to you soon. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. This is Cassius Clay Collard. And I just went 10 rounds with Rhino, baby. Clay, thank you so much, dude. That was fucking awesome. We had a great conversation off air, too, about snowboarding and stuff. Very, very cool, dude. Appreciate you, Clay. We hope we get out there and get that million dollars coming up, my dude. All right. Let's get into our shout-outs and our outro tour forum contributors to the big homie, Jim Asun, to Dean Dog, the motorcycle ride madman, to the Rage and Sweet Potato, to my homie, the Doc, to Ty, the fly guy for front kicks and throat cuddles, to our girl, APB, the co-host with the mo-host, to Brat, Filthy Casual, Miss Fight Diva, Sammy, Hunter, Tori, Fabian the Man of Mayhem, Steffi and Shannon, Jamal, otherwise known as Cyrus King, Chrissy, Monica, Jillian, Katie and Jason, my underdog MMA peeps, Chisanga, you and Mike Morgan on um, 
on Spaces Internet was really, really fun. We appreciated that, bro. That was a great time. Ashley, Kairos, my Rhino Gang GC, whom I love and adore, who are also so awesome. To the future player, Andrea. To D Reigns, the best engineer in the biz. To J at JMMA4 on Twitter or JMMA on uh, YouTube. Great content. Another fantastic poster this week. Thank you so much, Joy. I almost called him Joy. Thank you so much, Jay. Dude, it is another one of those fucking weeks where we're just trying to get through it. Hope everybody is uplifting to one another. It's hard enough out there without you know people in your own fucking circle shitting on you or giving you fucking problems. Be kind. Uplift others. Reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. As we love to say week after week, love is greater than hate. And we will see you next week. Kate Sun!